Mic check. Mic check. Mic check. Mic check. Love it. Cheers, man. Cheers, buddy. I did that normal this time because the last 11 podcasts, I do something stupid. I don't know if it's stupid, man. You're playful. You're a playful guy. (laughs) You're like, I like to have fun. I'm not out here to have a bad time. Yeah, that's true. And what, what, what does it even help? Oh, I have to say it right. Cause it's professional. Yeah. That's what we got to do. We got to speak professionally. Cause we're so professional. Cause we're so professional. All right, folks. Sipping on the Koval. Yeah. We are in, we only got like a few weeks left of the year, man. Man, it's coming to a close fast. I know. It feels like, uh, I mean, the year was great. We won't talk about the year yet. It's going to be a, this going to be another podcast in a couple of weeks. We'll do a year in review. Yeah. But uh, if you're out there listening and you got those uh, end of year jitters, don't worry. Everybody's there. We're right. doing the same thing. We're rushing around. We're trying to get Christmas gifts or Hanukkah gifts or whatever you celebrate gifts. <laughs> and and you don't know what to do. And everybody's there, man. Everyone. Here's there. the thing. I think you got to take some vitamin C. I think you got to take some vitamin D, especially if you live in the Midwest. Oh, sorry. If you live in California and you're listening to this podcast, go F yourself. (laughs) (laughs) All of you taking ice baths in Malibu. Yeah. (laughs) I, I turn on the cold shower when it is (laughs) the heat in my house is set at 66. Thank you. Yeah. I'm looking, I'm walking downstairs in my basement to take a shower and I can see my breath. Yeah. All right. Let's calm down. So all you out in Malibu and your ice baths, come to the Midwest. Come spend a winter. Yeah. Then tell me how, oh, it's really good for your senses, body (laughs) awareness and mental awareness. No, I'm teasing. If you're doing it and it's giving you life vitality, embrace it. Yeah. Anyway, uh, you know, as you say that, though, last week, um, God, was that already? No, two weeks ago was uh, Thanksgiving, right? Yeah, Thanksgiving was two weeks ago. And, uh, you know, the day after, I was like, all right, we're going to get lights up, we're going to get the tree up. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I had like this expectation going into the weekend that I was like, and then we'll have all this set and I'm going to move on to the next thing. Yeah. So in reality, though, I got the trees up. um, But that was it. Wait, wait. There was an S on the end of that? Yeah, there's two trees. So (laughs) we have one tree that we've always had. Okay. And then. It's a. I mean, uh, artificial. It's an artificial. Yep. Artificial. Yep. Yeah, tree. I go yeah. artificial. Um, we've had this same tree for since 2014. So wow, eight good. Years we've had for nine years. Oh, that's a good yeah. one. Yeah. Um, so it's been really good to us. Has the lights in it already? And I forget what happened, but one year we got Laura. I think she bought a tree for like an office or something. Yeah. Um, and like it's all white. Yeah. You know, it's just a decorative right tree. Uh, but this year we're like, oh, let's put up both trees, right? Yeah. And so got the house, the big, yeah, you know, yeah, like might as well room. do it. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, I got the trees up. We didn't get the ornaments on. Didn't get any wreaths right. up. Didn't right. get the lights up outside. Right. Nothing. And so then we have these bins <laughs> of ornaments and stuff just sitting in the uh, living room, looking at you all week. You oh know? man! And it's the worst. It's the worst. They don't even talk, and they judge you. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> these little You're ornaments. Just gonna leave me? Will here you in look this at box? me, snowman? <laughs> F you snowman. <laughs> so that's the topic I wanted to talk about this week is expectations. I think that we live in this real difficult dichotomy of the expectations we have of ourselves and the expectations we have of others, yeah. the expectations we have of the world, mm-hmm. and then the nice, good, cold, dark reality mm. in which we have to we confront live. those and things, we, right? We 
Yeah. Yeah. And so that's like kind of what like hit me up because the reason I'm bringing it up is our mental well-being. It's important to have expectations. My parents had expectations of me and my brothers as we were growing up. Right. Coaches have expectations of players, how we act, how we behave. Right. You know, we're trying to carry ourselves with dignity, pride, yeah. responsibility, yeah. a little bit of grace. So I think these are great things to expect yeah. of ourselves. Yep. Um, as I say that, you and I, we have plenty of times that you want to get into some debauchery. The way I say it right. is, right. you know, some people say sometimes I like to blow off steam. Yeah. Sometimes I need to dance with my demons yeah. is what I call it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. I carry myself a certain way. Yeah. And then every now and then that itch hits and I'm like, all right, well, yeah. let's see where this goes. Yeah. So that's just a, one example. But right. the one thing that I do find to be a struggle Ooh, the most is that, Jay? weather updates. Weather updates. <laughs> Thanks for that, friend. Turn, turn that off. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> You're not helping. Sorry, everyone. Uh, one of the things that does stand out to me, um, with expectations is you're, you have a plan to get X, Y, and Z done. Yeah. I have a plan of the work I'm going to get done this week. I have a plan on these things and every single time. And I'm the first one to tell everyone I've done workshops with these kids that I set up meditations and yoga with, I do yep. these stress management workshops for corporations, real right. estate companies, et cetera. Yep. And I tell all of them, it's great to have a plan. But then in those plans, here's one expectation you can always expect is that life will get in the way, yep. not might get in the way, it will get, get in the way. way. And the only thing you can really try to do is work on your ability to adapt mm. as soon as possible. Yeah. yeah. But I, I say all that, right? But it's a practice Yeah. because here I am with my plans and when life gets in the way, I'm like, mm, I don't have time for this. Right. And now I'm going to start this off with one of my favorite things that you taught me. You had either heard this on a podcast or you had read this in a book. And if you're all out listening right now, here it is. You're driving in your car and you're rushing and you're frustrated that you're not getting somewhere at the time that you want. You're frustrated that you're trying to hurry up and get out of the house. And the reason that you're so frustrated is because you've scheduled things so tightly together to try to fill your day with all these different actions that I don't know what it is. Make us feel like we're successful at the end of the day because mm -hmm. we accomplished these long mm -hmm. lists of tasks, mm -hmm. but you feel like crap the whole day rushing from one thing to the next when you should be more responsible in your planning. Like I know I can't get from a to B right. in 10 minutes. Right it's easily going to take 30 minutes or I can't get a to beat in 30 minutes. It might take an hour. Right. So it'd be better if you create some gaps in your planning, knowing that life's going to get in the way. Right. Now I say that we made that joke about meetings way back when that oh, I was yeah. teasing you about. Yeah. And I said, you know, I don't like it when I hear people have back to back meetings. I think yeah. that's kind of ridiculous. Yeah. But we're all creatures of habit, even in training. Right. When I used to client schedule clients, it was never, uh, 6.45 a.m. Right. or 6.15 a.m. Yeah, it was either 6 or 6.30, yeah, right? you so, scheduled them back to back. <laughs> right. Like, I'm making as much money as I can. 100% because I could be making necessity. money in those 15 necessity minutes. Necessity is the, what does it say? The mother of, in, of invention, mm -hmm. right? I mean, you're fulfilling you, a need. Yeah, you fulfill a need. And, but I will say, you're right. Like, I remember us talking about that way back when. It's like, when you're rushing to do something, 
and you always make mistakes when you rush. Like you should always, there's a contingency plan. You need a contingency plan when you see your schedule back to back to back to back. You're like, well, something's going to mess up here and we need a contingency plan. So, or, or you just try to schedule some gaps, which is a, ti- a tiger doesn't change his stripes. <laughs> 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 you're not gonna I'm not gonna change not okay gonna change. I'm not gonna change like all everybody out there right now that's thinking to themselves you know what I need to make some changes well when you say changes do not try to change multiple things at a time that's a great change point. change one thing you know what if you say to yourself I want to wake up earlier and then you go because of XYZ don't because of XYZ what if, you, what if you wake up early and if, you're like, I'm just going to watch a movie? I'm just going to chill. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So my point being, you already, you're, you're multiplying the effort. If you say, I want to wake up early because I want to work out in the morning. If you haven't been working out for years and, and you've been not waking up early, just wake up early. See and, what that's like. And get a cup of coffee. Yeah. Yeah. So your expectation of yourself should be a little bit less than maybe what you think. And, you know, the David Goggins, listen, me and Jeremy are true David Goggins fans. We love David Goggins. If you don't know David Goggins, go research him. Some of you might not think he's sane. You know, I mean. (laughs) That's a nice way of saying it. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. But, I mean, you know, he's all about, you know, you know, stay hard. Like, don't give yourself a break. I get it. But. (laughs) But guarantee you can't go from A to Z without going through B. Right. And, and all the letters in between. All the letters in between. So if you're saying to yourself, you know what, I want to wake up and work out and do this. And we'll start just waking up earlier. Yeah. First. Oh, man. I love that you say that because now when I think about it, whenever you create expectations of change. Yep. And you're like, I want to make positive change in my life. And you talk about those things. I think one of the mindsets that we forget about is from even a third, three-year-old to a 43-year-old, our process of growth is still a learning process. Right. So just because we're adults doesn't mean the fact that we will stumble in what we're trying new or differently. That process is still the same. Yep. It will take practice. Yeah. There will be mistakes. Yep. It was one of those things I used to talk about with people doing 30-day challenges. Yeah. <clears throat> the perfectionist in all of us, right? That's where I think expectations and perfectionism kind of live in the same boat. Yeah. You're like, I'm going to meditate for 30 days straight. Mm-hmm. I'm going to wake up early and work out for right. 30 days straight. Right. And you wake up and the first four days you're on it. Right. Yep. yep. I'm, I'm quote unquote motivated yeah. to do it. Cause you know, totally. David Goggins and yeah, John, uh, sorry. Uh, the Navy seal that we follow Jocko. Yeah. Um, it's all like, yeah, get it done. No excuses. Discipline over right. motivation. But when the motivation does wear off and you miss that day after four days, fifth day, you don't do it. You're like, well, that's it. Right. I didn't do it. Right. Where now I preach all the time. Let's say you miss day five and six, but you come back and you do seven, eight and nine. Yeah. Maybe even 10. Right. Drop 11 and 12. But at the end of the 30 days, yeah. did you not do more than what you, than did, you did in the first whatever before? thing? Right. Yeah. Exactly. So like, are we not? So I think what we struggle with is progress. Well, when the, our expectations. Yeah. And I think that's where I wanted to go with this topic is I feel like if there was a lesson to be learned is how to manage our expectations. Yeah. Yeah. But I think like 
it's hard with social media. It's hard with the access to information that we have and access to. I mean, think about it. You know, you're being you're being fed the wins via social all the time. media all the time. You're not being fe- being fed the losses. Like, think if you were being fed everybody's losses every day, you you think you're a champion. Oh yeah. There's that old oh, cliche, yeah. there's that old old cliche or or whatever uh, saying that if you sat around the table with eight other friends and you all pushed your troubles to the middle of the table, you take yours back. Totally. So, like, we all have troubles. We all have, you know, things that were like, – and, and the reason I believe that you take yours back is because you know you – when you realize everybody else's troubles, it's not that they're worse than yours. It's that you know you have control of yours. You, you – most of your problems are within your control. Some aren't, and, you know, I, I – I understand and I'm empathetic to those that like something happens in their life and it's way out of their control. And it, I mean, shit, man, I had that happen this year. Those are the big life things, right? Those Those are big life things. And you just put yourself, you have to put one foot in front of the other. You wake up every day. You take, you know, one day at a time as cliche and as stupid as it sounds, you do, you have to live in the moment when things go wrong for you. The only way you can get through it is literally day by day, minute by minute, hour by hour, trying to stay positive and trying to put one foot in front of the other. So your expectations completely change from, you know, year to year to month to month to day to day. Your expectations of yourself change. I don't know where those expectations come from, though. That's so when you talk about what you kind of wanted to get out of the topic, I think it's a it's a very big um, it's a big topic. And it's a it's a multifaceted topic. And I believe that, like, I don't know where when you think about an expectation and you really think about what that means, I don't know where that comes from. Like, what is in my expectation of myself, my expectation, expectation of my family, my expectation of my work is way different than, say, yourself. It could be rooted in the same um, uh, it could be rooted in the same values. It could be rooted in the same like uh, like history of of discipline and like uh, work 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 ethic, mm-hmm. all that. It could be, but your expectations of what you have for your life and my expectations of what I have for my life are different, right? And so, where does that come from? And I guess I, I mean, sim- simplicity would say that it comes from your parents, it comes from your grandparents, it comes from your environment, it comes from everything that you've experienced along the way. But also, we know we both raise two kids, and those two kids will have different expectations of their life. And they have experienced, for the most part, very similar upbringings. I love that you bring that up. Even in the simplest of ways, I remember watching the kids try to figure something out, Mm -hmm. building a Lego set or anything. Yep. And they hit these walls of frustration, right? Because yep. they want it to work. Yeah. And wanting and then figuring out are two different things. Mm. Right? Yeah. And I don't think that changes much as we mm. get older yeah. where we're mm. kind of on a road, kind of on a path as you were just describing, and you hit a roadblock. Yep. And <laughs> it's my favorite thing. Mark's nickname is The Hammer. <laughs> And you keep hammering just this thing, like expecting hammer. it to like change work. Yeah. yeah. 
it's sometimes a different it does. tool. Sometimes, right? Or sometimes, <laughs> sometimes you blow this whole thing up and you're like, yeah. I'm gonna start from scratch. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but when you say that, and I, I like that you say that because one of the things that's unique to human beings is that we have the ability to have vision. Yeah. And so I don't I I think you're right. I think it's a combination of how we were raised. I think it's a combination of the environment we've been in. Yep. And then of course to your point about social media and our uh pop culture influences, whatever you want to call it, marketing, whatever you yeah. want to call it. We start getting put in the big questions. Like, what is my life for? What am I doing this for? Yeah. Why am I here? Yeah. All these things. Yeah. And in those questions, you're trying to find meaning for yourself. Yeah. And you create expectations to, in hopes to take you into a place that you That's a, hope to see someday or yeah, whatever you want to call yeah, it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And here's what I mean when I say that you and I, and another trainer, Jen, I forget her last name. I know she's married oh, now. Oh, yeah. Went to Walter Payton High School. Yeah. I yeah. Remember. Yeah. Yeah. And we were going to talk to, and Sean was there. And uh, we were going to talk, we went to Walter Payton High School. Yep. And we were talking to these seniors. Were they? I can't old? remember. I can't remember. I can't remember. <laughs> yeah. So we're talking to these students, um, and we were talking about what they hoped to achieve. Yep. When they got out of college, when they got to college, all yeah. these things. And yep. so we asked them questions, like some of them, like, what do you expect to happen when you're, say, 25? Where do you think you're going to be? And yeah. every single one of them said everything that every teenager would say about what they think the future is when you're, quote unquote, an adult and have all this independence. At 25, they have their own apartment. They have a flashy car. They're making set amount of money. And they're basically living the sitcom movie or music video that they foresee in their brain right. at that time. Yep. I remember this. Yeah. And when you think about the reality, we all laugh now, right? Because everyone's been 25. I've only met maybe two or three 25-year-olds that got that little right. thing that picture. you're talking about. Picture. Yeah. yeah, that picture. But everyone else is like, I have at 25, I had three roommates. Yeah. I had... <laughs> I had two jobs. Ramen. Had, yeah. Ramen noodles. I was not eating what, steak. What, yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> I was driving a 1997 yeah, Civic. Yeah. yeah. We were so, doing shots of Malort. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we uh, squeezed the last little bit of Jaeger out of that bottle, yeah. you know. And so I remember us talking about as much as you want those to be the successes, what it really does come down to, and I was at least what we were talking about and hoping that these kids understood is you are trying to find yourself. You're trying to find what you're passionate about uh, in hopes you find something you're good at. Yeah. Uh, you learn how to maximize that. I really believe, obviously, now, you know, two decades later from, you know, being, you know, in our 20s that I want my life to be fulfilled in ways of how I impact my community and the world that I live in. Yeah. Uh, I want to continue to learn and to evolve as a man, as a husband, as a father, as a friend. Mm -hmm. And that is not what I saw for myself when I was in no, my twenties. Exactly. Yeah. And it's so weird that we're the same per it's so weird. Like I love this topic and you could probably do a hundred podcasts on it because the expectations change year to year sometimes month to month. I mean, the expectation that I had of myself this year was way different after April than before April. I believe that. Right. I 100% believe right. that. Right. And so, but, but I wonder 
where I think the best question coming out of this is where do expectations come from? Where does that where does the expectation, this f- like vision of yourself, this future vision? And <clears throat> we've talked about this I've uh, before. I'm still, still reading uh, The Power of Now. Oh, yeah. Eckhart, it, right? Yeah. Eckhart Tolle or Tolle, however yeah. you say it. That's why I always name. just say the first name. Eckhart, <laughs> yeah. Um, and because I only read a couple of pages before bed. That's what I do. It's my routine. I take a nice hot shower. I stretch. And for everybody that's like, oh, it must be nice to to be able to have that time. I, no matter what time it is, typically, maybe one or two nights, maybe one night every two weeks, I don't do this. Right. So I make time for this. I take a hot shower and then I go stretch. And I stretch for... It could be five minutes, it could be 10 minutes, it could be 20 minutes, it could be half hour, depending on the time of day that I start the process. Sometimes I started at 9, 9.30, sometimes I started at 10. So <clears throat> it could be five minutes if it's 10 o'clock at night, but I stretch something. I hear that. And then I read one page, basically. Before your head hits the pillow and before you're like, I, I'm I, out. I read it, and then I hit the pillow. It's a nice routine. But what they talk, I mean, the power of now, they talk about thinking of now. I do not always agree with what they're saying because you can't, you can't live in the now every, every moment. You can't live in the now every second because the life takes planning. Like you can't, you can't, if you truly think about trying to live in the now, then there's literally no planning, but if you say to yourself, what is the expectation? Where does expectation come from? The the thought in your head of future like performance, future uh where your your family is, where your friendship is, where your you know, where you live, like that is a future forward thinking process. And so, that's what expectations are, aren't exact, they? Exact. No, right. Expectations but, like, are future envisioned yep. life of experience of, your, of you right whatever your direction might be if yeah. it's work related if it's life yeah. related if it's and relationship so related when you think about that in in your brain where does your brain pick all those things out and go this is what it is right so like right now if you're listening to this and you say i have an expectation of this week or next week or next year or 10 years from now like i think it's a very interesting concept of why are you thinking that why are you thinking that? Just just reflect on it. I like that you say that because here's one thing I'll say that shifted my expectations, which I still have. Yep. But it did shift. Okay. So during the pandemic, and I know we beat the pandemic to death, everyone, but it was a seismic event. Shift. Right? It was yep. a seismic moment. Yep. And one of the things <clears throat> when we were all sitting there alone, you know, in our little bubble and you think about what's important to you as you're watching the news and people are dying and you're like, man, what really matters to me now? What matters to me now? Yep. And it got really clear for me what I wanted in my life, what things were important to me in my life. Mm -hmm. And when I go through this list, this is just to say like, it's a life 
in which I think would be one that's enjoyable to live. Yeah. As I see it right now. Yep. In this moment. Yeah. And it was, I wanted to be close to friends and people I could trust with you guys. I wanted to work in the field that I care about, that I'm passionate about. I wanted to evolve in that. I want to go to more concerts because live music is the shit. And mm. I love music mm-hmm. and I love movies mm-hmm. and I like going to movies with my, my sons. Yeah. And these are experiences mm-hmm. that I find to be important to me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And as I say it, it's, I say it like this because of this reason, one of my clients just talked about, you know, we're post Thanksgiving. So a lot of people were connecting with distant family, et cetera. Yeah. yeah. And this client's parent is getting older, you know, late seventies, early eighties. And they're asking that question, like, what are we even doing all this for? Like, right. what are we doing this for? Right. What's the point of even being here? And you know, I've had that comment. I've had that thought process probably every 10 years since I was a 13 year old kid. And I really realize now is that if you're ever wondering like, why am I here? I mean, what are we even doing here? It's to live, to actually experience life. And it does take expectations because life requires work, effort, and planning, as you just said. Here are the things that I thought were important to me. They're more experience-based than possession-based now, but that's where I am. Yeah. And it will take these actions on a repetitive basis for me to live a long, healthy life. So I found a system of working out that allows me to maintain longevity. We had the turkey bowl, right, that came up. And the fellas were like, you're not going to do the turkey bowl, Jay. I mean, you do all this working out. You're not gonna do the turkey bowl. And as competitive as I am, I have to say after your injury and my livelihood is based on my body and the ability to move my body, I'm like, man, I just, I need to be smarter. If I'm really trying to go for the long term, I got to be smarter. Yeah. And so sure enough, I was talking to one of the dads that was at the turkey bowl. I was like, I know last year a guy tore an ACL. Was there any injuries this year? And the guy was like, yeah, it was all going smoothly. Last play of the game. A guy goes up for a ball, comes down. Guy came down on him. Guy broke a collarbone. Oh, shit. Right? And I thought to myself, and I was talking to Nick about this, you know, as competitive as I am, I'm smart. But in the moment of competition, I would have went up for that ball. 100%. I would have went up for that ball. Yeah. So, but, but here's the thing. Yeah. And I want to say this because I agree with you that you have to be smart, but as, as bad as my injury was, I've rec- I'm recovering. I've haven't recovered. <clears throat> and I think, um, I just, I don't want people to not do things because they're scared. And I'm not saying that that's what you're saying. I'm saying, your yours is a different story. A guy, a guy that's like a a partner in a law firm or a accounting firm or something that goes out and plays a a pickup football game and that you know maybe tears a meniscus or something. That's a different story than somebody that literally their livelihood is around fitness and like you you have to be careful in what you're doing. But I also know that if you take one day at a time and you have a significant injury and you just work 
every single day to get back six months from now or six you know or six years from now you will be able to do what you want to do agreed but you need to work at it so the expectation the 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 i you know we we talked about this yeah we we i would have if i hadn't had that injury i might have played in the the turkey bowl was it smart probably not and i'm glad it's not like you and i are practicing two hours after work every day in the sport that we used to play And i'm glad that you didn't because i know you and you would have went all out and you would have went up for that ball and who knows what would have happened totally so i'm glad that my injury helped limit your expectations of yourself in the sense that you know what there's a risk reward with everything there's a risk reward with everything especially physical and so is the reward worth the risk? Because <laughs> what and, are we talking about? Am I getting paid to play this game? Right. No. And so, like, 100%. Like, the old man, after 40, you should not be playing the turkey bowl. I get it. I know you want to because it was so fun. Football is so fun. It's the best. And Thanksgiving football is the best. Just go throw some fucking footballs Just around. throw some passes. Just go throw some passes. Maybe bro. a couple of routes. Like Maybe a couple a routes. A pulled mouse muscle, all good. Yeah. No, a couple of cramps and stitches. Broken collarbone is not what you want to have to deal with. Yeah, it will impact your life. It will the and rest of your life. I like that you said after forty, because honestly, ten years ago, you and I, no problem. Thirty six. I'm no out problem. there, crushing. I, uh, one of the trainers, Kofi. Yeah, uh, yeah that yeah. I worked with. Lo- hey, by the way. Shout, Shout out. out to Kofi. Great kid. Guys. I should this, say kid. Great guy. Yeah. Well, because, <laughs> because we're, we're so yeah. old. <laughs> Man, this guy, Kofi, if anybody's listening, I don't know what his handle is. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, Kofi Training, I yeah, think, is yeah. his handle. He's a great trainer great in the trainer. city of Chicago. Yeah. Dude's uh, great, impactful. Yeah. He's he's made a lot of impact on yeah. young He's even life. an artist. Yeah. Does painting. Yep. 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 Great guy. Great guy. Uh he set up a flag football game at the beginning of the year, maybe in 2019. It was with Lulu, right? Like yeah. Whole, it was Lulu, like, Lululemon. Lululemon. It was like, yeah. must have been, dude, 40 guys out there. Yeah. And it was Blizzard. Guys are <laughs> with like Blizzard. Beans, yeah, 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 yeah. Gloves, masks, yeah, yeah. the whole night. I remember this, yeah. And he was like, Jay, you want to come out? I'm like, yeah, man, no problem. 39 years old. <laughs> I just want to be clear about that. Before 40, by the Before way. Before 40 yeah, still. Yeah. And it's cold, it's wet, and I'm competitive. And there's guys who are, that were in the league that are playing this. Really? There are guys that are in their 20s doing this. And there were even some guys <laughs> who were like college-aged athletes <laughs> doing no. this. No. And I'm out here running and hustling. And Kofi gave me a lot of props, right? He was like, man, Jay, you was out there eating. And I was like, what the hell does that mean? I'm so, <laughs> old. so old. And uh, does that mean does it, that mean I was eating shit? And I was like, yeah. I was like, all right. All right. Are you insulting me? Man, you're so old. Sorry. Sorry. Oh, man. That's great. So, but I remember coming home after the game. And I was in so much pain, muscle yeah. soreness. Yeah. Like 
I poured a bourbon. I filled a cold bath, threw a couple of buckets of ice in there and just sat there for 20 minutes thinking to myself, man, now I get it. Yeah. All the athletes that you ever see that end up, even now where we have so many different sports, high rocks and uh, CrossFit yeah. and the games, I mean, CrossFit games. Yep. Uh, American Ninja Warriors and, you know, your football players, your baseball players, your basketball players, soccer, swimming, the whole nine. There's a sweet spot of athleticism in every single 100%. sport. There's a sweet 100%, spot in athleticism. Man. And I yep. think we're talking about expectations. And yep. I think that we all want to keep playing this game. I but know. the fact is, is that yeah. sports, it, by nature, beat up your body. Yeah, It's a competitive yeah. thing. It's our modern gladiators, whatever you want to call it. And to feel that feeling of competitiveness, to feel that feeling of strength, to feel those feelings is certainly why I'm in the industry yeah. that I'm in. Yeah. Because I think it's really beneficial for us. Well, I think people. it's beneficial for anybody at any age to feel that. Agreed. Right. Agreed. Because that that is life. I agree. That's to life. feel your to strength, feel, to feel your competitive yeah. uh, com we, uh Capability. Yeah, we talked about the couple podcasts ago, like two podcasts ago, we uh, talked about like when you felt strong in your body. Yeah, the relationship you have with I the think, body. I think that's that's it's so important because you know we talk about. I mean, mental health is huge for you and I both, and uh, it's impacted both of our lives. And but when you feel that you can move your body in a way and and control your body or you feel strong in your body like it's it's a it's a like a symbiotic relationship between your mental health and your physical health it, I, really, it truly is and i just I agree i just want you know people to understand that it doesn't matter if it's walking it doesn't matter if it's you know playing a pickup football game basketball game whatever it may be like we are we are bodies of movement you know human beings are movement-based individuals or in uh, you know species and um we you need to do that right but it's you know to bring it back to like the expectation it's weird how you go through these phases of expectation especially if you were a athlete at one time and you right. now you i have a different at I, like, oh my like my like when i <laughs> totally when i, when totally. I, I am literally on the bike at work and I'm just rehabbing you know, and pushing rehabbing yeah. and pushing. And I see these guys just doing box jumps and doing, I mean, fuck, it is so hard for me to limit that expectation, but you have to change the expectation. You can't like sometimes it's such a great, I love this topic. And it's, we could probably have 700 episodes on this. Like you, your expectation changes your expectation of yourself, of your family, of your life. I mean, it is. And where does it come from? Yeah. So I, I really truly believe that this is something that we can come back to yeah. every once in a while, yeah. because I think. You know, we haven't touched on it that much. We've only but to your point the in the future, we could say, you know, what are your expectations about relationships now? What yeah. are your expectations about your yeah. physical abilities right now? Yeah. What are your and what, expectations and, about fatherhood? And and why is, and why are we putting those on ourselves? Right. Yeah. Because really, we talk about this all the time, especially in training, especially post injury, 
post-pregnancy, everyone talks about getting back yeah. to where they were. Yeah. That's one yeah. of the things I hear the most. I yeah. want to get back to when I was at my best. I want to get back to, I'm like, there's no back. Yeah. Sorry, but there's no back. There's only forward. What's next? So here's where we are. Yeah. This is your starting line. And when you talk about expectations, and that's what I meant about managing expectations, yeah. I think yeah. there comes with a lot of acceptance. You have to accept first where you are, honestly. Yeah. 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 And we only grow from where we are. Yeah. I don't, I think what the hardest thing is for human beings is when we see our future, it's this like lifting off the ground, aerial distance reach. Yeah. Instead of looking inward to where we are now. And it's like, how can I grow a little bit more? Just how can little, I grow a little bit right, more? How can right. I grow a little bit more? Yeah. So I, I really would rather look at us as trees of growth, right? Rather than these eagles fucking flying in the <laughs> sky good. to my desk. Right. Does that make right. sense when I yeah. say that? Cause yeah. Yeah. Cause I think that to, again, it's about managing how we see ourselves yeah. because a 700 year Oak is a hell of a lot different, right. Than a tree that was just planted with a couple of, of leaves. Right. Right. And so one of the things I always used to get frustrated with clients is they would get frustrated with themselves because they only saw themselves as when they were at their, what best. quote unquote peak. Yeah. Right. Their best. And trust me, like I, I know that painful feeling of having to be responsible in your longevity, because one of the benefits of our industry, especially as personal trainers, for those out there is the spectrum of ages you get to work with. So yeah. my youngest clients, quote unquote clients that I ever got to work with, I did programs with kindergarten kids right? and get to see these young bodies playing and they have no intention whatsoever of being great athletes. They just want to play. Yeah. And then my oldest client was 95 and in the two differences of the expectations of the kids who are like, I don't want to work. I just want to have fun. Yeah. Right. Cause that's the expectation of a child. Yep. And of this 95 year old client, which I always love to tell everyone and anyone who knows me, I've brought this person up every single time we have a conversation to help. I just want to get off the toilet. I just want to wipe my own ass. Yeah. I don't want to be helped. Yep. I want to maintain yep. independence yep. to my death. Yep. And I think that reminding ourselves that, there are so many more years to come yeah. if we are lucky enough to have them. I know there's all kinds of awful things that but can you can't plan that, for that, but you can't plan for that. Right. So you need to create habits that can produce yep. a long time lifestyle. Yep. And that's kind of how I made changes in my delivery of training. Now I'm really big on strength training and yoga because both activities can be done in an old age aspect. Yeah. If you maintain that level of activity. Yeah. I love swimming. I personally love swimming, but not everyone swims. Yeah. But I know that I've only seen very few handfuls of runners last only so long, but those 80 and 90 plus year old runners look like they're in pain when they run. And I think that must uh, be hard as a runner yeah. when that's been your, yeah. like, I love to run. Well, think about it. I mean, not to, I don't want to go on this path, but yeah. like, literally if you are doing any type of quote unquote cardiovascular activity and there is no impact versus a lot of impact, what do you think is better for you? It's true. 
I mean, um, and I'm we're all, when we say this, we're speaking running to, is bad. We're all speaking we're to what's going to happen in the long <laughs> right, run of your body. Long term. Yeah. Yeah. And so, again, I, I, I agree with you. I think this is, you know, one of those topics that can go on forever. Yeah. But one of the things I do want to take away from it before we finish today is I think one of the best things that we can all do is learn how to manage our expectations from where we are rather yeah. than where we'd like yep. to be. Yeah. And so I think it's more, what could I do from here rather than where do I want to go? Yeah. What could I do from, from here? here? That's a great point, man. And I, I love, I think we should just end on this and, yeah. you know, just say, listen, you, the expectation that you have right now of yourself should just be, Tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. What, what, what is it? I know I could do yeah. tomorrow, despite yeah. anything that may hit me up and it doesn't have to be big or grand, yep. nope, not grandiose. a single action single that is action. positively putting in change in yep. your life yeah. in the simplest of ways. Yeah. And I think that was just, that's a special thing and that's its own superpower. Yeah. Cause it's still our actionable things. Yeah. Yeah. All right, man. All right, brother. Hey guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. We love you. Love you. Appreciate you, buddy. Appreciate you, Cheers. Brother. Cheers.